0: Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. Hey, everyone, grab your Bibles and turn to the book of 1 Thessalonians. We're going to start in chapter 1, verse 1. This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We are writing to the church in Thessalonica. To you who belong to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God give you grace and peace. We always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. And you know of our concern for you from the way we lived when we were with you. Hello, Thessalonians! As you notice, as Paul begins these letters to the churches, there's a couple of things that are consistent as he introduces himself as the writer of this letter. First off, he never writes alone. Like any letter that he writes, he's always with someone else. There's always someone else on his side of the letter that says hello to whoever is being written to. There's always at least one other person with him. And oftentimes that person is Timothy or Luke. And in this case, we have Timothy and Silas or Salinas with him. He doesn't use the title apostle here as he writes to the Thessalonians. And you'll notice the distinct difference there from the other letters that he's written. And this seems to suggest, as far as other Bible commentators seem to think, is that they received the message from Paul as authoritative. He doesn't have to use this title of an apostle because they received what he had to say as the truth. And that's kind of a beautiful, intimate, and honestly efficient way to go about now for Paul to write this letter, that he doesn't have to continue to remind them that he's an apostle. They know, they recognize it, and accept it to be true. There's also no evidence here that suggests the exact time of writing, and this is just speculation. So please note that this is not something that I'm exactly willing to die on. But it seems to suggest that as Paul is still with Timothy and Silas, that he is still on the second missionary journey as he writes this letter. That this is relatively quickly turning around and coming back to the Thessalonians as they were driven out of the city and not really given a chance to finish that ministry with them. So as he writes this, Paul and Silas and Timothy... would have all been very familiar with the people of Thessalonica and vice versa. And as Paul writes this, this is why he introduces and says hello to these believers from the three of them. We also see in a similar pattern as Paul begins the letter that he sends a similar prayer of peace and blessing to the believers. He is thankful and prayerful for the believers as he writes to them. It really makes his letter to the Galatians stand out as very abrupt, as he does not necessarily extend them a prayer of thankfulness and blessing, but instead jumps right into the meat of why they fell prey to heresy. As you look at the peace and blessings that he extends to the believers, it really sets the tone for the rest of the letter. As he introduces himself to the Romans, you see how that sets the tone for the rest of the letter. In 2 Corinthians, you'll see the difference there from the first letter to the Corinthians that we have in that Paul is trying to explain and is thankful for how they responded to the, the message that he sent them in the first place. So you'll see the differences in the tones that are set as Paul writes this letter. And as we look at the introduction here to 1 Thessalonians, the tone really echoes the tone that is set in the book of Philippians and Colossians as Paul talks about this, it addresses the people who were receptive to the gospel message. And Paul also shows us that the Thessalonians saw him fully as a servant of God. His practice as a missionary here is not to be a burden to the believers that he serves or to the people that he comes and proclaims the gospel to. This really stands out. And Paul even mentions that as his qualifications as an apostle. We had full rights to be able to Uh, expect a whole lot from you. He writes in other parts of the New Testament, but we didn't. We didn't want to be a burden. We didn't want these expectations to be heaped on your shoulders so that it might prevent you potentially from hearing the message we want to proclaim. We want nothing to stand in the way of that. And Paul utilizes that here and reminds them that, you know, you remember how we did ministry with you. We love you, and we want you to remember that that is evident in how we served alongside of you. And imagine, you can only imagine what would have happened if he was demanding or entitled and was just expectant of certain luxuries or amenities as he served and proclaimed the gospel. You can only imagine the difference in the tone of ministry that he would have had. And yet, here, his pastoral heart shines through, and I think it really echoes to us and says, you know, here's what happens when you are willing to serve and go the extra mile to help the people around you that you don't want to be a burden, but instead care very deeply for them and want to see them come to Jesus, which leads us to the takeaway question today. How does the way that we act and live impact how we minister to our neighbors? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pissle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.